Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio. Your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Thursday, September 28th, and we start with local news. Santa Fe man Daniel Lane Walls, 38, waived his right to a preliminary hearing during his second appearance in Murray County General Sessions Court after being charged with multiple civil rights violations. Walls was charged in July for allegedly placing racially charged flyers on the marquees of three predominantly black churches in Columbia, as well as businesses. Murray County General Sessions Court Judge Bobby Sands presided over the session with Travis B. Jones, public defender of 22nd District, representing Walls. Walls met with Jones in a separate meeting room before facing Sands in his decision to waive the preliminary hearing. The charges will now be heard by a grand jury, which will determine probable cause and whether to indict Walls. During his first court appearance on August 14th in General Sessions Court, Walls pled not guilty. Walls faces four counts of civil rights intimidation under Tennessee Code Annotated, in addition to the charges of contributing to the delinquency of a minor and vandalism. He was arrested in Spring Hill at his former workplace on July 13th, a few days after a pastor at Mount Calvary Missionary Baptist Church was alerted to the flyer at the church, peppered with racial and ethnic slurs, with the additional message of, Be Warned. On July 12th, community members, county and city elected officials, state representatives, and Columbia Police Chief Jeremy Alsop attended a prayer service at the church to address the issue and perceived threats in the predominantly black neighborhood. The flyers were also placed at surrounding businesses, including Mule Town Pizza food truck parked off James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. A nearby surveillance camera captured footage showing a male placing the flyer on the food truck while a white car awaited released by the Columbia Police Department on social media when searching for those responsible. A 17-year-old was also previously arrested related to the incident, though information has not been released due to the person being a minor. Bond was previously set at $43,000, which was posted by Wall's first court appearance last month. The next court date is set for October 11th. Yesterday, Gentiva Hospice on Hatcher Lane in Columbia held their grand opening. Front Porch Radio's Mary Susan Kennedy attended the ribbon cutting and spoke to Amy King to learn all about the hospice services offered at Gentiva. Hello, this is Mary Susan Kennedy with Front Porch Radio. This afternoon, I'm at the ribbon cutting and grand opening for Gentiva Hospice located on Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. I'm speaking with Amy King, the hospice care consultant. Congratulations, Amy. Tell us about what all y'all provide here at Gentiva Hospice. Yes, thank you. First of all, I just want to say how excited we are to be here in Columbia and have an office here locally. We've been providing care for this community, this county, um, for many years, but now to have a local office, we're super excited. We offer hospice services to families um, in their homes where they live. Your home may be your home that you've lived in for many years. It may be an assisted living, a skilled nursing facility. It could mean many things. Um, and we come to you. We come to your home and provide those services. Nursing a minimum of two times a week. We have home health aides, um, a social worker on staff, of course, and chaplain services. Um, so we provide, you know, the entire run of hospice services um, from A to Z. 
we come talk to you before you ever decide to go on services and really paint a clear picture of what hospice means um, to you. And again, hospice is the the patient is the focal point, but hospice is about the entire family. So we, we take that into consideration with each and every patient. For those who may not be familiar with the concept of hospice, briefly, uh, how would you define hospice care as opposed to other types of medical care? Yeah, like home health, you're trying to rehabilitate, get better, be able to get back out of your home comfortably and easily, right? Well, with hospice care, we are taking care of you sometimes at the very end of life. Um, some patients come on service and, you know, it's, it's not the very end of life, but we are quality over quantity, certainly. And um, we want to provide the best quality of life that you could possibly have. No more going back and forth to the doctor or to the hospital. We take care of you in your home, get your medications ordered for you um, and anything that you may need. If something um, comes up, a medical issue, we are your 911. So we, we take care of you from A to Z. That is so wonderful and obviously much needed. How would folks contact you if they're interested in your services? Yes, you can call um, our office, and that number is 931-246-9400. You can call that number anytime. You can ask for me, and I will call you right back and um, set a meeting with you and your family if that's what you wish. And again, y'all, this is Amy King. She's the hospice care consultant. And do y'all have uh, an online presence as well? Yes, it is GentivaHS.com. That's G-E-N-T-I-V-A-H-S.com, GentivaHS.com. Well, thank you so much, Amy. And I know people are going to be super appreciative of y'all having a local presence now. Again, this is Mary Susan Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. The Murray Regional Airport Authority is set to build a new terminal following a vote by the county commission to provide $4.6 million in funds towards the project. The commission was voted on and approved the expenditure during its Monday, September 18th meeting. In August, an interlocal agreement was made between Murray County and Murray Regional Airport to pay for the construction, with the airport agreeing to pay the county back with annual funding through the bipartisan infrastructure bill. The funds will go towards both the rendering and construction of the new terminal. Basically, our airport terminal is old, outdated, and small, Commission Chairman Eric Previtti said of the airport, which was established in the 1950s and built with bricks that were left over from construction of Murray Regional Hospital. The good part about this is that by offering better services at the airport, we should get more customers, which will increase our revenue, he said. The initiative comes on the heels of a recently completed $8 million runway rehab project, which included new energy-saving LED lighting and strengthening, which will allow heavier commercial and freight aircraft to land on the runway. Greg Martin, Murray Regional Airport Commissioner, spoke on the economic impact the airport has on Murray County and southern Middle Tennessee. With the level of service we offer, we are able to increase commercial traffic to support the manufacturing industry in southern Middle Tennessee, Martin said. The airport is one of the first welcome mats for manufacturing and service industries considering this area for new operations or expansion, he said. Located in Mount Pleasant, Murray Regional Airport serves both private customers and large corporations such as General Motors and Love's Travel Stop and is currently the largest airport between Nashville and Huntsville.
Martin said once the construction drawings and bids are received, the airport will have a better idea of when the new terminal will be operational. Now that we have the funding, the first step is to work with the engineers and architects, he said. I could have the drawings done by the end of the year, but because it's a public project, it takes longer. We would be fortunate to break ground in 2024. We're being intentional about it, he said. The median home in Murray County listed for $466,745 in August, down 1.1% from the previous month's $471,900. An analysis of data from Realtor.com shows. Compared to August 2022, the median home list price decreased 5.2% from $519,945. Murray County's median home was 2,094 square feet, listed at $241 per square foot. The price per square foot of homes for sale is up 1.5% from August of 2022. Homes in Murray County were moving briskly compared to the August national average, with a median of 39 days on the market for listed houses. In the previous month, homes had a median of 37 days on the market. Around 218 homes were newly listed on the market in August, a 34.3% decrease from 332 new listings in August of 2022. Yesterday, the community center at Fairview Park was renamed after former Columbia Vice Mayor Dr. Krista Martin. WKOM WKRM's Del Kennedy attended the center's opening and spoke to a number of participants, including Dr. Martin herself. This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. This afternoon I am at Fairview Park, uh, Columbia's Park here in Columbia, Tennessee. I am at the Community Center, which has been this afternoon renamed in honor of Dr. Krista S. Martin. It is now the Krista S. Martin, Dr. Krista S. Martin Community Center. Uh, Chaz Mulder, Mayor, is here with me. Uh, Mayor Mulder, tell me about this. Well, one of my great honors of being the mayor has been able to say that I served alongside Dr. Martin as the vice mayor. And uh, when Dr. Martin told us that she wasn't going to run again, it was a bittersweet moment. Uh, Bitter because we knew that we would miss her and her leadership and her institutional knowledge about the city of Columbia, but sweet because she deserved it, um, having served our community for so many decades. And so we immediately transitioned our thoughts to what can we do to honor her service. And uh, we, we tossed around a lot of things. It was hard to keep it a secret from her because you can't do that. Um, But ultimately, we decided that this is a park that she has been so integral in the transformation, Del, because we were talking just a few moments ago of what this park has seen over the last, really, you know, five years, but but more than that even. And so this was a place that was important to her. This community center was especially important, and so there's no better uh, place for her name to be forever placed on a city landmark in the Fairview Recreation Center. So we're certainly proud and honored. Mayor, I could not agree more. Dr. Martin, so thrilled for you. Uh, How does it feel? It's amazing. Um, When you are an introvert like I am, you don't (laughs) seek out stuff like this and to have your name on a building, I mean, that's called living in a fishbowl. I mean, everybody that rides by is going to see it, but I am eternally grateful and thankful for the opportunity to serve the citizens of Columbia. It's been an awesome journey. 
I love every bit of it. This park has a special place in my heart because being from the country, my dad used to bring us into town and we would go over to our cousin's house and come to this park and play as a kid. So it's been special. We rent, the groups that I'm in rent this building all the time. So it is special. We love it. I agree that it's special. And you've been either on the city council or vice mayor for 30 years now, uh, recently just retired from the city council as vice mayor. Uh, and I know that, you know, I grew up on this part of town as well. And when I was a boy, Fairview Park was in not such good repair. And uh, the pool had to be closed and things didn't go so well. Now I'm looking around today and I come back here pretty often. You know, the place is great. You got tennis courts, ballparks, ball fields, a swimming pool, this community center. You've got shelters. And when I drive by, I see uh, church groups and families having a picnic under one of these shelters. I see dads coaching ball teams down on the field. I see kids in the summertime just having a ball in this pool. And I know this has been one of your priorities, Fairview Park, over the years. And uh, it looks like you've succeeded wildly. We have, and, and it's only because the members of council have agreed that it needed to happen. Uh, we're waiting patiently for the for the uh, one-lane bridge to be expanded to two lanes, and we know that's going to happen. we got a, one little hiccup that we're working on right now. The mayor's still taking the lead on that, and um, the state has come in behind to help. So, so that's going to really, really, really change some more things. Um, we've got pickleball. I mean, I, you know, this is the place. Everybody I'm, loves I'm pickleball. seeing them getting ready to play pickleball right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we're keeping up with the with the times at hand, and um, everything that comes through, we've got a Parks and Rec director, we've got a city manager, we've got a mayor and a council that also love this park. We got, oh my goodness, 800 to 1,000 kids playing Mewtown baseball out here, so it is the place. It is the place for everybody. Everybody comes to Fairview Park. And truly, Fairview Park has experienced a renaissance, and I, in my view, you deserve a huge part of the credit for that. When the fence came down, when the cyclone fence came down and we got this lattice wooden fence, that was the day. That was the day. There we go. Again, Delp Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. I'm with Mayor Chaz Mulder and Dr. Krista Martin, uh, who's recently uh, stepped down from her position as Columbia Vice Mayor. I'm here at the Community Center in Fairview Park, where it has just been renamed the Dr. Krista S. Martin Community Center in honor of Dr. Martin. Dr. Martin, again, congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you. Mayor Mulder, thank you. Thank you, Dale. Thank you. Columbia State Community College will host its 37th annual Celebrating Our American Heritage Lecture Series this fall with presentations sponsored by the Columbia State Department of History designed to illuminate the past and enhance our understanding of the present. On October 3rd, Greg Mewborn, Columbia State Associate Professor of History, will present Triumph and Tragedy in the Civil Rights Movement, the March on Washington, and the bombing of the 16th Street Baptist Church. To many Americans, the March on Washington, held in August of 1963, appeared a crowning achievement in the Civil Rights Movement. Only weeks later, the nation was shocked by the brutal bombing of Birmingham's 16th Street Baptist Church, an attack which claimed the lives of four young girls. Mewborn will examine both events and discuss the impact of each on the civil rights movement. On October 16th, Emily Senefeld, Columbia State Adjunct Professor of History, will present The Lone Rock Stockade, Convict Leasing in Tennessee. 
Senefeld will use the history of the Lone Rock Stockade in Grundy County, as well as the uprising that occurred there, to explore the history of convict leasing in Tennessee in the decades after the Civil War, a story that culminated in the passage of a recent amendment to the Tennessee State Constitution. Among other sources, Senefeld will draw upon her own archival research for the ongoing Tennessee Convict Stockade Project. On October 30th, Halloween Eve, Dr. Barry Gidcombe, Columbia State Dean of the Humanities and Social Sciences Division and Professor of History, will present Invasion of the Body Snatchers and the Harrison Horror. Gidcombe will reprise his presentation with new material on the odious practice of grave robbing or body snatching, which was fueled by the founding of medical schools in America in the 19th century and the demand for cadavers to be used for instructional purposes. Among the stolen was the body of a prominent citizen whose father and son were both elected president of the United States. On November 14th, Zach Kinslow, Columbia State alum and executive director of the Governor Frank G. Clement Railroad Hotel Museum in Dixon, Tennessee, will present Welcome, a history of the quest for United States citizenship and the American response. From the founding of the United States to modern-day America, the idea of who could immigrate and obtain citizenship has been a continually contentious debate. Kinslow will present a program detailing the history of U.S. citizenship and its evolution, and sometimes devolution, from the formation of the Constitution to modern citizenship laws. The American Heritage Series lectures are free and open to the public. Each lecture will take place from 4 to 5.15 p.m. in room 118 of the Frank G. Clement Building on the Columbia campus, located at 1665 Hampshire Pike in Columbia. And now, your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. Matthew Wayne Height, 28, died Saturday, September 23rd at his residence in Columbia. Funeral services for Matthew will be conducted Friday at 11 a.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Rose Hill Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Thursday from 4 to 8 p.m. at the funeral home. Mr. Stephen Lynn Hay, 42, died Thursday, September 21st at his residence in Columbia. Funeral services for Mr. Hay will be conducted on Friday at 2 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Friday from 12 p.m. until service time at the funeral home. Mrs. Mary Lee Freeman Blair, 85, a retired teacher of Columbia, died Tuesday at Life Care Center of Columbia. Funeral services for Mrs. Blair will be conducted Saturday at 11 a.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow at Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Friday from 5 to 7 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mrs. Catherine LeMay Lindsay, 88, a homemaker, died Tuesday at her residence in Mount Pleasant. Funeral services for Mrs. Lindsay will be conducted Saturday at 2 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Arlington Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Friday from 4 to 8 p.m. at the funeral home. Mrs. Helga Wyland O'Field, 86, retired employee of Inner City Products, died Wednesday at her residence in Columbia. A graveside service for Mrs. O'Field will be conducted Sunday at 2 p.m. at Rose Hill Cemetery. Oaks and Nichols funeral directors are assisting the family with arrangements. Mr. Charles Douglas Doug Duggar, 88, Retired inspector for Heil Quaker and a resident of Linville died Tuesday at Murray Regional Medical Center. Funeral services will be conducted on Sunday at 2.30 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Friendship Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Saturday from 5 to 8 p.m. and Sunday from 1.30 p.m. until service time at the funeral home.
Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern middle Tennessee weather, we will have a mix of sun and clouds today. A stray shower or thunderstorm is possible. The high will reach 85 degrees with winds out of the south at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect a few clouds with a stray shower possible. The low will be 62. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group. 
or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Scalpel. Scalpel. Tweezers. Tweezers. Ham sandwich. Ham what? Sandwich. I was going to eat lunch when I got my oil changed earlier, but take five is so fast I didn't have time. But sir, you can't eat during surgery. Eh, one bite won't hurt. Mm. Whoops. Uh, Napkin. Napkin! At Take 5, your oil change is faster than you think. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. Your home is your biggest investment. Getting the most for it when it comes time to sell is important. At The Way Realty, we help you get more by providing all our clients with a full-service real estate company. At no extra cost to you, we help you prepare your house to look its best with home staging, landscaping, professional pictures, marketing on all the major websites, touch-up repairs, and home inspection repairs up to $700. Get more with The Way Realty by reaching out to us to see what we can do for you and to find out the market value of your home. Visit us today at thewayrealtytn.com. Call us at 931-580-4669 or stop by our showroom at 800 Hatcher Lane, Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vralis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. Over the last month, members of the Williamson County Sheriff's Office Internet Crimes Against Children, or ICAC, task force arrested four Williamson County residents following grand jury indictments for sexual exploitation of minor charges. Joshua Shinbaum, 26, of Franklin, was charged with two counts of sexual exploitation of a minor with over 50 images and sexual exploitation of a minor with over 100 images. Connor Logan, 28, of Franklin, was charged with four counts of aggravated sexual exploitation of a minor, sexual exploitation of a minor with over 50 images, and aggravated sexual exploitation of a minor with over 25 images. Warren Bryant, 65, of Brentwood, was charged with sexual exploitation of a minor and sexual exploitation of a minor with over 50 images. And Julian Alderman, 43, of Franklin, was charged with aggravated sexual exploitation of a minor, sexual exploitation of a minor with over 100 images, and eight counts of violation of the sex offender registry. The Williamson County ICAC task force began investigating Julian Alderman after it was discovered that he was sharing child sexual abuse material utilizing the BitTorrent network. Alderman was registered as a sex offender in 2017 after pleading guilty to similar charges in Nashville. The Williamson County ICAC task force works hand-in-hand with the Sex Offender Registry Investigation Team in Williamson County and is responsible for managing dozens of sex offenders in the county. The task force works proactively within the community to ensure that violent sex offenders preying on our youth are stopped and ultimately brought to justice. If you have a tip related to online child sexual exploitation, please submit this information online via the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children Cyber Tip Line at report.cybertip.org. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff, or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. Not only is Gatlinburg one of the best fall getaway spots, but it is also one of the most romantic small towns in America, according to a recent travel study. New York Travel Guides analyzed 600 small towns in America to make a compiled list of the 140 most romantic small towns. Locations were judged based on romantic places to stay, romantic activities, historic architecture and scenery, and coffee shops and restaurants. Located in Sevier County, Gatlinburg landed in the number 10 spot on the list ahead of Vail, Colorado and behind Ashland, Oregon. Gatlinburg is the only Tennessee city to make it on the list, which ranked Carmel by the Sea in California as the country's most romantic spot. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOMWKRM Radio. If you ever miss a part or all of this broadcast, you can listen to it anytime or read the transcript online by visiting frontporchradiotn.com. It's always there for you. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.